voila, delicioso. I'm the sports sports chef. Whoa, I was wondering where you're going to go with that. And I just cooked up another great podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I love it. And it's delicioso, as they say. That is what they say. This is the Sports Sports Podcast, hosted by me, Ben Wheatmarsh, and, and me, Ashley Chavez. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. That's how great. are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. We have a really good episode this time. I know. With I Zach really Poitras. like this one. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the Portland Trailblazers NBA basketball team. The biggest Blazers fan in the world. Yeah. He's definitely the biggest Blazers fan I've ever met. Yeah. And he has so many cool interesting stories about it's wild the blazers and a lot of great things to say just about basketball in general and the blazers in particular yes i agree and it's a big long episode so we're going to get to it pretty quickly yeah but before we do we got a few things we want to update you people just let us number one if you ever want to email us a question an observation maybe a great sports experience you had or a gif gif or picture or whatever you Mm. can email us now Oh, you said no, no, no pics. No pics. Don't send pics. <laughs> I'll screen out all the pics. Okay, send yeah, pics. okay. I will look at them and decide whether they're worthwhile or not. Sounds good. And you can do that at sportsports at gmail.com. Very easy. That's so easy to remember. That's right. So, Boards Nation, get on your <laughs> laptops and email us questions, comments, whatever you got. Also, if you got Twitter, you can go on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle? It's at, get this, sports sports. At sports sports. It's, it's that not, easy. It's not at get this sports sports. No. That'd sorry. Be a long Is that Twitter confusing? Handle. At sports sports. Can you even, nope. At sports sports. That's the end of the Twitter That's handle. That's it. Now, next sentence. Can you even believe it? It's so easy. Yeah, I can hardly believe it. That's a good thing about having a nonsense word in the tit- title of your podcast. Absolutely. No one else. It's is very valuable. I don't Talk to Silicon get, Valley. I don't got to get sports boards 322 or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine? That would be embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. And then the final thing we want to talk about is Zach, along with two other people who we've already interviewed, Matt Kleinman and Julie Eubank. Yeah. Ever heard of them? They were great to have on the podcast, but they're also on the podcast every single time because they made the theme song. Exactly. Called Sports is Art. Do you think people think we sing that song? I don't know. I, I hope not because I wouldn't it's not want to us. take credit for something that's not mine. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I hope they do because it's great to <laughs> yeah, have people. I, would be, I could be so lucky to have Julie's voice, but It's great I to have not. people think that we could write such a great song. I know. And then the other person who's in that band, Great Mason, is Sam West. Yes. Although uh, maybe for this one, they're calling themselves Podcast Mason. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's the band's name, Podcast Mason. I love that. And they're great, and they're so nice to make a theme song for us called Sports is Art. Yeah, and that gets stuck in your head in the best way. It's great. Oh, and before we (laughs) go, I just want to say you might know Zach Poitras from many different things. Yes. He used to be the head writer at Funny or Die for Mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, you've seen his work there. You also might see him on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. He appears in sketches all the time, including as the Ugly Sweater page. That's what you know him from. Yeah, that's probably where you know him. Every December yeah. he goes and, and he's in a bunch of Tonight Show episodes. 
so you might recognize from that or yeah. from Funny or Die or a million other things. That Pigeon he Man. It used to be theater. He wrote Pigeon Man, which yes. is a great comic book series he wrote. Amazing. With Pat O'Brien. But I just want to let everyone know that's where you can find Zach Poitras yes. or where you have found him in the past. Otherwise, you that's can find him. That's where you know him. this guy. That's where you know him. Otherwise, you can find him on this episode. Let's get to it now. Sports news artist, sports news artist, sports news artist, sports. Artist, sports is artist, sports is artist, sports is art. Zach Poitras is here in the Sports Sports headquarters. Yes. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here. This is wonderful. I love the headquarters. Being man, what a great place! Yeah, these headquarters are incredible. They're oh great. <laughs> the, you try to make all, it really homey. It yeah. feels so homey. Yeah. Feels you wouldn't realize that there's actually twenty foot ceilings and chrome everywhere. Here. Yeah, tons of chrome, tons of sports uh, memorabilia though, trophies yeah, all over, trophies, jerseys, no windows great. though, antlers, yeah, lots of antlers, signatures. Because hunting yeah. is a sport to a lot of people. Hunting so is I a sport, it. and it's a sport to me. Yeah, absolutely. I won't eat the meat, but I'll kill it. Oh, that's, that's my. I mean, that's probably the worst type of hunter. But yeah, yeah, the ones who just kill. I donate. Controversial. I donate hunter. the meat to charity. You didn't let me finish. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty. A lot cool. of charities are looking for fresh meat. I think um, that's I'm pretty. I'm here cool. to provide. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Zach, um, welcome here to this podcast. What we do on the podcast is talk about sports, uh, uh, specifically your personal experience with sports. That's a great, that's a great idea. Um, so we can get started by just <laughs> you kind of detailing some uh, of your history with sports, both whether it's you playing sports or your f- your fandom of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, start from the beginning. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, so I have been. Uh, Definitely my favorite sport of all time, and you know you'll see as we talk about it. It's always been basketball. I've loved it. Um, I I've played it most of my life. I've never been really great at it. Um, I've had I've had moments. I've had um, now that's a bit of a lie. I know firsthand how good you are at basketball. Oh, well, whatever. You're a very good basketball player. Thank we you, play man. on the weekends. We play on the weekends. Full but disclosure. I can't. You know, here's the thing. It's like I I think I'm better at defense now, but uh, I used to be a good shooter. I can't shoot for anything. Yeah, I feel the same way. My shot has decreased big time from when I was in high school, and like even seventh and eighth grade is probably when I peaked. In yeah, I would say. Basketball. Yeah, I would say like freshman sophomore year, I peaked as a shooter, and I felt very confident from all over the all over the court. But yeah. now it's just like I don't trust myself at all shooting yeah yeah you have i think we have similar games in that we're both kind of like a little bit taller than most people but we weren't necessarily taller than people when we were playing basketball oh exactly i was raised a point guard exactly i was the short one and so yeah i was i love that i love passing i've always loved passing so yeah it was i used to dart around but now but yeah now i've been forced into the post because i'm the taller one. yeah you're the tall one who has to get rebounds and i'd say i'm finally starting to get it like when i first grew and i had to go into the post i you know they just beat me around in there right yeah (laughs) just just i was the same way and i'm a skinny guy we're both kind of skinny guys too we're not beefy uh post players god i mean my no fatties yeah not here my senior, I, I weighed myself the other day. I'm, I'm 172 pounds, um, and I am 6'2". In my senior year of high school, I was 6'2", 135 pounds. Man. I, oh, my God. Yeah. What? I know. 
you're gaining so much weight. <laughs> I can't Wait, believe. I can't even imagine. That's like a real <laughs> yeah, beanpole situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people, I like, I didn't get it at the time because I just felt like me, you know, sure. but yeah, yeah, I've yeah. always just yeah. felt like me. You, yeah. ne- you never really know. Like, <laughs> but like people, people would look at me and, and like people would be like, you're so skinny. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like the other day, I, you know, I mean, I was just like, I didn't, I couldn't see it in the mirror. I couldn't see how skinny I was in the mirror. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, I just ate all I could. It's just like, I just grew yeah, so fast. Yeah. It's just, my body just stretched. And then, yeah, there is just that one, that young boy, like going through puberty, which I, I was the same way where I was so skinny, th- like in just big, long limbs and sticky, like joints that stick out. Yeah. Knees and it's elbows just gangly. That stick out. Yeah. And then it's no, been there. <laughs> started gaining weight as soon as I went to college. Cause then I also started exercising. I didn't exercise really in my towards the end of high school sure but it was like man anyway so uh, for sports it's basketball um uh if foosball's a sport i was a huge foosball guy sure for a long count, time. Count foosball. i beat the state champion of idaho once former state champion whoa she worked for my dad and at a, my dad had a company party at our house and um uh we were surrounded by people i was 12 years old and it was one of the greatest victories of my life how, uh, old, was, how old was she the she was like 30 or like okay. 20 yeah. i don't love this story i liked it at first but now that i'm like oh good there was a state champion that's a girl and she lost to a 12 year old boy <laughs> <laughs> oh no that makes her look so bad yeah yeah, yeah no and I it mean, makes i the love whole this state story for you but idaho it honestly it on makes you. idaho look really yeah, it makes yeah. you feel any better i was like I played foosball all the time and I was not, I was like, I, uh, nobody could beat me at that point. Okay. Until, and then senior year of high school, this kid, Joe Kirchman started beating me and then he beat yeah. me a lot. Uh, uh, and then it kind of, one of you guys should have moved to Idaho and yeah. then just, just take over the whole state. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a fun, just a fun fact about me. Anyways, I'd be yeah. the former state champion of Idaho in foosball. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. What else is there? Uh, uh, sports like baseball. I would like I, I really became a Red Sox fan like my senior year of high school, and then I ended up going to because they had a really great run in two thousand three. Um, that was like a surprise run. It was very fun to watch. Made me a Red Sox fan. Otherwise, I wasn't a huge baseball fan before then. And then I didn't know at the time I was going to go to Boston University, and then I did. And then they won the championship that year. So I was also there for like the riots and like. Uh, uh yeah just seeing them the festivities yeah wow so your first basically your first three months in college were the 2004 boston red sox world series yes yeah Yeah. that's a wild it was time to start i had tear gas shot at me i put out a fire with a bottle of snapple i uh it was in front of a guitar center uh on (laughs) campus (laughs) and i was like plenty of Snapple in the guitar center. I I, I, yeah. I forgot that I had bought earlier that night. I had bought a Snapple and I had just had it in my coat pocket the entire time. And I never. And then I forgot about it because there are riots happening and you just forget. Well, it was faded. A faded yeah, bottle it of Snapple. Meant to be. Because I totally would have had some sips of that if I had remembered. Like, why <laughs> shit go down? People flip cars. But, um. Uh, th- like this fire there's a fire like uh, someone you know those where you can get free newspapers yes. oh, yeah oh yeah tipped yeah. one of those over and lit all the newspapers on fire oh, oh and man. uh Smart. i was like man it doesn't need a whole ton of water it just needs some water to put this out and there's like oh my god and then i felt a weight in my pocket and it was a big snapple and uh I poured it on there it put the fire out and then i remember someone coming up to me and going why'd you do that 
And I was like, whoa. Narc? Oh, my Are God. We so, have we so lost ourselves in this victory yeah sports riots still is to this day are like the craziest thing to me uh, people yeah. playing tetherball with streets uh the traffic lights and like yeah that's crazy like i understand going downtown and like kind of raising a little you know raising a ruckus but the fact the like full on like flipping cars over I it's mean, just yeah, a group it's just like it's, it's just really someone's nuts. just daring another person and exactly. then that just becomes a contagious thing and then they realize no one's going to do anything. Right. But then after much, that, yeah. oh, my God. Like, it was the the difference between when they beat the Yankees and then when they won the World Series. Like, we went back to the same place, and it was just police dogs everywhere. Oh, keeping, oh yeah. And everyone just, like, could only go so far. And then they're like, we're going to let the dogs out. Like, it yeah. was just like. <laughs> the was, Boston dogs. Yeah, oh, let man. the dogs let the dogs go. Uh, All was, the terriers, the Boston terriers. Yeah, it was a bunch uh, of little terriers. Yeah. Oh, my Terrible. God, that's cute. Huge Trailblazers fan, Zach Poitras. For those of you at home that aren't so familiar with the uh, Trailblazers, I've written down five things to get you acquainted with the Trailblazers. Um, here we go. Zach and Ashley, please feel free to chime in if you have anything to add or... Uh, you know, whatever else. Any I hope that there's something that I could add. Number one, <laughs> the Trailblazers entered the NBA in 1970, which is the same year as the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Buffalo Braves, who later became the Clippers. Whoa. So they're as old as the Cavs and the Clippers, basically. Second, the Blazers have won NBA championship from 1977 and have been to the NBA Finals three times. Mm-hmm. That's 1977, 1990, and 1992. Mm-hmm. So some recent success in the last 30 years. Enough for you to witness and understand. Yeah, enough for that, our in our yeah. lifetimes. Uh, we've all witnessed a Blazers Finals. Mm-hmm. Third, some of the most famous trailblazers include Clyde Drexler, mm-hmm. Bill Walton, mm-hmm. Arvita Sabonis, oh, yeah. Damian Lillard, and Rasheed Wallace. Ooh, wow. Those were the ones Wallace. that I picked because they were all people who, in my mind, have blazers uniforms on. Oh, that's a great... That's Because cool. obviously there have been other very famous That's interesting because like Sheed... She'd won with the Pistons and then and and Drexler won with the Rockets, but you still but have still that's great. Yeah, I think Rasheed was like, and that was part of the like Jailblazers thing. I well, yeah, me. he left and then just immediately won a championship. The fourth thing you should know about the Blazers is they famously drafted Sam Bowie before Michael Jordan in 1984, and also Greg Oden before Kevin Durant in 2007. Which to me is the bigger one because the reason we didn't draft Jordan is because we had just drafted Drexler. Yes. So, like, that one made sense to me. Like, honestly, I think that one is more forgivable. And it's funny because no one brings up the fact that Hakeem Olajuwon was the first one in that draft. Yeah, people always forget that Hakeem was taken first it before was, So, Jordan that means the, the Rockets, Rockets took Hakeem before they took – they could have taken Jordan. So, it's really like – the Rockets are, but you know he won with the you know the dream. So, I mean, you can you can definitely. But uh, yes, Bowie was not a great case. player in whatever. But we had Drexler, and we got to the finals with him. And then yeah, Jordan smoked him, but yeah. like we didn't know. Like come on. <laughs> and something I find found out today um, that later Sam Bowie became uh, he got traded for um, was it Buck uh, Buck Williams Buck Williams right which is. Yes, which is which is the trade that got us to the finals. So yeah. Sam Bowie ended up helping us 
in a way. Yeah, so he wasn't completely useless. Wasn't, yeah. Whereas Greg Oden, I mean, poor Greg Oden. I, this isn't his fault. He was just, just know, one of the saddest. Always injured. Yeah, this isn't his mm-hmm. fault. This is not a shit in on Greg Oden situation. No. Um, but yep. he yep. could have been Kevin Durant. I mean, and Kevin he had, ho- oh my gosh, man. When you, when Greg Oden was like healthy for the brief time that he was and he was out on the court, you, you just saw how much. He could affect a game, and his potential was insane. Oh, yeah. And in college, he was clearly the most upside. Like, well, I shouldn't say clearly because Kevin Durant was great in college. I mean, yeah, he was always a sweet shooter, though. um, But, but like, Odin's upside just seemed limitless. It was crazy. Yeah, he was was just so good. Okay, and finally, the fifth thing you need to know about the Blazers is Portland has only one franchise of the three major pro sports leagues. I didn't include hockey. Mm -hmm. Joining. The ranks of cities in similar situation like the Buffalo with the Bills, Salt Lake City with the Jazz, yep. Green Bay with the Packers, San Diego with the Padres, San Antonio with the Spurs, Sacramento with the Kings, Oklahoma City with the Thunder, St. Louis and the Cardinals, which is a new one because the Rams. Just San Diego left. as well is a new one. San Diego is also and yeah. San Diego is also a new one, and Memphis and the Grizzlies. But the reason I brought this up real quick, and this will be a good way to launch into the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, conversation is really I feel like the Trailblazers define sports in Portland Absolutely. in a similar way that the Bills for me define sports for Buffalo. Absolutely. Um, some of the other ones not so much but like like Green Bay and the Packers it's kind of Milwaukee but like there's something about the Bills and Buffalo in Portland and the Trailblazers that are just like oh it's like a perfect they just define the whole city in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it's funny because I was actually talking with somebody recently about how, like, the Timbers, their soccer team, right? Yeah. And, you know, people are like, whoa, you got the Timbers now. Like, and, you know, there's a lot of Timbers fans. They sell out every game, and, you know, they won, like, the championship recently. And I asked, I was like, was there, like, a huge parade and stuff? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty nice. And yeah. I was like, would it be like if the Blazers won the champion? And they'd be like, no, no, like, and it was insane. like, a friend of mine was like, uh, who's who lives in Portland and I grew up with. I was like, is it weird that I'm not a Timbers fan because like they became a team right after I left Portland, you know? And I was like, is it weird that? And he was like, no, dude. The only people who are huge Timber fans are people who moved to Portland. Yeah, he was like, we like the Timbers, but the people who are the passionate ones. Yeah, they're not really from Portland. They're usually not from Portland. The people who are from Portland, like, or people who like the Timbers more than the Blazers, I should say. Yeah. Right. The people who are from Portland, like, it's just like, no, there's just a built-in Blazers thing. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just like common knowledge. Like, you know, uh, the common Bl- Port- Portlander has a very good knowledge of basketball compared to a common citizen in another city, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And whether that's a product of the city itself being unique or it's just the fact that they've only had one protein. I mean, it's got to be a huge part. Of yeah. It. And it's also, yeah, like I don't, I didn't even bring up football when you asked me about my sports history because like, yeah, I just didn't, you know, my options were 49ers or Seahawks. And like, so I had little stints. I was a Cowboys fan for a little bit, you know, and then I but like, it's Brad never the Fox, same when it's, it's not. Just, no, yeah, exactly, it's just like, whatever. Exactly, as soon as they yeah. weren't good, I didn't care. And like, whereas I am deeply affected by the success and the failure yes. of the Blazers. Right. I mean, I'm, I, there are multiple times each year where I will cry 
about some aspect of the Blazers, whether I'm happy or sad or yeah. just thinking about something. I'm an I, easy cry, especially when it comes to the Blazers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually can't remember the last time I cried for sports, but that's a whole other discussion. It's it's mainly just been because there hasn't been uh, joyous times in my uh, personal sports history recently. Yeah, But I, it, I guarantee you I will cry in the rest <laughs> at some point in my life i know i'm excited to see it or the bearcats or the Bengals i'm truly truly looking forward to this moment because i feel like at this point i have earned it as well yeah that's true you <laughs> absolutely me and ashley have been watching cincinnati sports together for almost five years and it's been one tragedy after the other yeah. anyway um, i understand that as a blazers fan yeah right? as, as a blazers what fan. we're defined by and i'll say one more thing about portland is that and obviously this is clouded by i had never really knew anything about portland until you know when portland started becoming a uh popular city mm-hmm. um that people would move to portlandia obviously course, all yeah. these other things um and you don't associate portland you think of portland as like a uh, kind of a hippie town or at least i do right it's like a very hippie town and to think of why bill walton fit in perfectly there totally bill walton yeah. loves it he was he fit in and then he fit in great, loved Portland, whatever. He broke his foot. He blamed, and I think rightly, like he had definitely a lot of reason to blame the Portland Trailblazers doctors for his poor recovery. And he, oh. that's one of the reasons he left Portland. And then, because we had the beginnings of a dynasty. When we won in 77, it was kind of a fluke. We were an up-and-coming team. 78, we were clear, far and away the best team in the NBA. And then he broke his foot. And then... uh and then after that, like just the recovery was just so crappy and he just felt mistreated and like they were just trying to get him back on the car. I don't remember all the reasons, but I do know that it really left a bitter taste in his mouth with Portland for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there was such a a bad because I know he went on to play with the Celtics. Yes. And maybe some other teams. But yeah. um, but there was a really bad there was a bad breakup there. Bad mojo. But see, that's the kind of player you, you want the players it on the teams that like reflect the city in a way and like old crunchy hippie bill walton yeah reflects portland so well to me absolutely i mean and also like well from the very beginning portland has always there's always certain players that just fit into the portland culture really well like um uh, a, a recent example is like channing fry like uh who's just kind of you know uh he's a veteran he's been around yeah, he's been around for so many teams that dude fit into Portland so well, and he now he still has a house there and goes back all the time. Oh, like, wow. I love things like that. It's one of the reasons Damian Lillard is so popular. Is like he clearly like also loves Portland, and like it's it it really helps when you can see a player loving it. And uh, yeah, and like Bill, yeah. So it's that, and then like um, Portland respects like the garbage pail players, like the. the um, like you'll hear the fans cheer so loud for good effort, like in ways where like someone will get like a, an encore, even if their stats aren't great, but you just saw them give it all out there. Oh yeah. And just, you know, do all the garbage, like just, just go out there and just work. Right, right. Portland loves that. Yeah, the lunch pail players. Lunch pail. Yeah. I said garbage pail. <laughs> garbage pail players. Garbage pail players. <laughs> ugly ones. We love an ugly yeah. player. Kind of like the garbage pail kids. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. You know, yeah. Portland would call it garbage pail. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pack our lunches in garbage yeah, pails. Exactly. In the lunch pail players. Um, yeah, that's that's great. And yeah. I, I've always got that sense of like small town teams, too. 
Yeah, um, exactly. I where feel we the, see the other the effort. And yeah, stuff like I that. feel a similar way about Cincinnati small market team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're not all about those flashy exactly. big contract guys. We don't need it. We want the small contract guys. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Even to the point where they just hate. Like once you have a big contract, you hate. They hate you. Yeah. The only time it was fun was the two, the like ninety nine, two thousand, bl- the Scotty Pippen era. Oh Blazers. yeah, the fu- the they were called the traveling all stars because it was just like when he went to he when Scotty chose that team. Everyone, it was one of those situations where all of the vets, all of the former all star vets who wanted a ring, they saw Portland as the next thing, and we right. had a GM who had convinced Paul Allen to just spend, spend, spend. So we just like, yeah, we just got like, well, yeah. Uh, let's but, talk about that team because this would have been prime basketball fandom for you right like high school absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. eighth grade mm-hmm. uh like eighth grade kid. before the fall off seventh right, eighth right. grade yeah sixth seventh eighth grade man those are yeah because so often you that's those are the teams you fall in love with when you're kind of like 100 percent. yeah you're not those in high school late yet. middle school teams yeah. potentially early high school teams are the things that you reference every single time when you think oh, about yeah. your I mean, team totally right and it worked out for you Formative because they thinking. were yeah. yeah finals team uh, or did they make the finals? It was Wait. the West. It was the West Conference Finals, and then they had one of the biggest meltdowns in NBA history. Game seven to the Lakers, they lost. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so Zach, just for people at home, Zach sent a an email to me and Ashley earlier yeah. today with <laughs> oh, yeah, links right. with links to a lot of Trailblazers, yeah, uh, blog posts and YouTube videos. And that's I was right. looking at that before. Um, I did not remember the meltdown. Um, but I was I was reading about it. I can't believe that the um, that game was specifically mentioned in that book that the referee wrote. The NBA referee, yes. Um, what's his name? I forget his name. Donahue. Wait, yeah, it was like Tim Donahue or yeah, something some, like that. Yeah, and he he was the ref that was like the whistleblower on how like yeah they were the helping. games are like fixed or yeah. they're helping along the team. And so the big the example is the Kings Lakers game. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and that was a game because they lost a big lead in the fourth quarter of Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals in the year 2000. Yeah, the Blazers, yes. The and Blazers that, did. And uh, so there was like a huge free throw disparity. Um, it was like 34-16 or something like that in like the fourth quarter. I don't know. Like it was, it was crazy. But all that being said, the Blazers also, one of the reasons it's also so heartbreaking is that the Blazers blew it. Like it's not... I can't just blame the refs. Yeah. yeah. And I I was in San Francisco airport with my dad in a in like a uh grill. We were wait, <laughs> a like, bar and a grill. bar and grill watching the game and so we were surrounded by Lakers fans and my dad and I were so excited for the first three quarters. We we're like, Oh my god, we're gonna do it. Oh man. We're going to the finals. When that happens and then it's- they started bricking everything. They couldn't. So who was on that team? Who was on that team? It was Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, uh, Arvidas Sabonis, Damon oh, Stoudemire. A, a latter day Arvidas Sabonis yeah. was still on that team. Um, uh, Brian Grant. Uh, he was like our uh, backup center. He's a great example of a lunch pail player. I love him so much. He's still a Portland guy. Um, He's from Cincinnati. He went. To oh, really? Yeah. He went to Xavier. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Um, uh, he would. I would see him driving around in a big black uh, Hummer for like. 
my whole life. Like he's, like, <laughs> he's just driving. He's like <laughs> just driving through the city. Whatever. Yeah. Like I mean, who else in Portland many, exactly, would have a Hummer? How many big yeah. black Hummers are there? And and you just came to know like J.R. Ryder has one, and then uh, and Brian Grant has one. Well, and only like, in the li- one of the links that you sent me earlier today. Also, Damon Stoudemire got arrested in a big yellow Hummer. Yes, they all had Hummers, so you'd see them and you'd be like, "Is that one of the Blazers?" And usually they had license plates that said like, "No, yeah, like had their names on it and stuff." Like that. It was very. <laughs> that's another thing about being in a small town is that like yeah. you saw them all over the place. Like I, I mean, yeah, I grew up with. Uh, the one of the starters from the finals team in the nineties, Jerome Kersey, um, number twenty five. He was the oh man, that guy was the best. What an engine he had, um, and he could just bulldoze people. And like he was one of my neighbors up the block, and he would let my brother and I, as little kids, like play. Uh, like he had kids, and there were a bunch of kids around, and like he would let uh, all of us play our, on his driveway. And, oh like, man. He would show up and people would be like, hey, Jerome, what's going on? Like, it was just that. And he'd be like, hey, guys. Hey, you got, you got yeah. the jazz tonight, Gotta Jerome? go to a game. Oh, yeah. my God. It was like that. And it was like, oh, man, that's man. cool. It was awesome. And then I, I've i just, I've got so many just personal story, like stories of interactions with the Blazers. Um, and, uh, all right, wait, I'm going on D, wait, let's. We were talking two thousand. Okay, let's talk. Let's finish this, yeah. and then I'll I'll talk about you know the sure, Blazers yeah, in my regular life because I've got to give some shout outs to some individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, <laughs> got to get the shout outs. Okay, so uh, that I, I'm watching in the bar with my dad. Um, I'm so excited. They start bricking everything. Um, everyone is just like you know Kobe's new and Shaq is new and yeah. Like, this is the Kobe Shaq Phil Jackson first year of all three of them being together and the first championship they ended up winning mm-hmm. of like so the dynasty. You think of like that being inevitable, but yeah, the Blazers had him on the ropes. So in the Western Conference Finals Game Seven, it was. It was crazy because we had uh, who else did we have on that team? I mean, we had uh, I think we had Stacy Ogman, whose nickname was like the glue or rubber. Like he was so good at defense. <laughs> Greg Anthony was a backup point guard. Uh, uh, Detlef Shrimp was on. Uh, um, Detlef Shrimp. Oh, Detlef was on that. Yeah. Team? Um, he came over there. Grant Smith uh, came over there. Like uh, we had Sheed. Um, just a bonus. But oh, Jermaine O'Neal was on the bench then. Oh, he was on our team, was on our team. And Damon Sotomayor was on that team, too. Yes, right? he was our starting point guard. Yeah, yeah. Mighty Mouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they blow it. After that year, it was never the same. There is something mentally gone. And it was just a couple more years of weak attempts and then like we you know we got did, like Bonzi did, Wells who was really good and like J.R. Wright who were really good like we had good players but their the character of the people started like nobody cared anymore like they like the the character of our players started to become detrimental to the team and it just slowly got worse and worse to it until it became what everyone knows as the jailblazers thing did Pippen last past 2000? He was there for a couple more years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he was lingering. He Yeah, and they made game attempts, but it was just, it was gone, man. And, yeah. like, but we all felt yeah. it, and he felt it, and then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. And then, like, Sometimes you just know. And one of the times where you knew it happened was, like, 
is the the team like it was a bunch of personalities and like the fact that they got that far that year I'm very impressed with because like holy crap like it's incredible that all of these uh big egos can get along I mean any team it's always impressive but like then like the next couple years I can't remember which year it was but I sent you another thing about just Rashid Wallace throwing a towel at Arvita Sabonis's face yeah and I don't know. I don't know if there's any video of that. I've only read about it and I heard about it, but that, um, that marked a moment. I remember reading about it in like the Oregonian, our newspaper, and we all knew like, oh no, like that's rough. Yeah, especially Arvita Sabonis is like a he's I mean, like statue. He's, he's one of the most respected of basketball players of Blazers, all time yeah. in the world, and. I mean, I remember, like, my dad telling me about him for years. Like, you know who we, Aww. like, drafted in a really weird way? Um, Arvita Sabonis. Like, we drafted him in, like, 82 or something like that. We wasted a draft pick during the Cold War to draft an yeah. Eastern <laughs> European person <laughs> who was just, Yeah, like, this is... We're talking Cold War yeah. drafting. There was just, that is like... Pretty nuts. There were secret... There were just, like, leaked footage of him and, like, of him doing these insane basketball things, like a seven-foot-something guy who could do everything like shoot threes and like now we know that this is just kind of like what we expect from NBA players but back then to have like a seven foot one like center who could pass just was the one of the best passers of all time and could shoot threes and make insane hook shots he just did everything and then he like spanked um David Robinson in the 1984 Olympics and everyone was like oh my god <laughs> oh yeah and he's yeah and then he's <laughs> still in 2001 Rashid Wallace is throwing a towel at him I mean like, so it's we <laughs> don't get him crazy. until 1995 what a wild career 1995 shows up he's like a hobbled old man like because he's just had a slew of injuries but the they didn't care like they treated him like Bill Walton over there they're just like get back on the court and um so he just wasn't taken care of properly. So he's just like kind of a broken dude who's just kind of like slow. But when you watch him, even this slow, broken man, you're like, uh, you're like, oh my god, he just whips passes behind his back and around. Like he doesn't need to look anywhere on the court to know where a player. It was I've never seen anything. I remember being like a kid. My dad was like, so there he is, Sabonis. Like this is gonna be fun. <laughs> he's like, but he tried to temper it. He was like. But, you know, it's been a long time. He's an older player now. We don't know what to expect. <laughs> and he just, like, drains threes. And, like, he's an unbelievable player. He just can't play as good as defense as he – but even then, he would block tons of shots. And, like, it was yeah. great. And and I, re- I remember watching NBA Inside Stuff and seeing, he, seeing like, highlight packages of Arvita Sabonis passes. Yeah. Like, that's all I knew about him is he's this man who looks like my dad's friends who is passing <laughs> – um, amazing like behind the back passes and yeah. no look you know chucking it down the court uh passes. Just, it was yeah and he could just like he could fit like two balls in one hand almost like it was just like the way he would just hold a basketball it was just like so like a golf ball the way we hold a golf ball right and like uh but the- in that 2000 western conference finals game Shaq, they called so many fouls on sabonis like Shaq ate him up be, like he just got Shaq in that era also just got away with so much stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like it was just like a superstar treatment. And so Sabonis I think was out because of fouls or something like that. And so Brian Grant was our backup center and he's six eight. Yeah, he's not like, big enough to handle Shaq. He's just not big enough. That yeah. guy would try his heart out. And that was yeah. peak Shaq too. In that, in terms yeah. of like fast bo- Shaq. 
Yeah, both having it was fast. Shack, he exactly. still fast had Shack. he still had athletic ability, but we yeah that kind of tapered off toward the end of his career. But he also had the savvy of like a guy who's yeah. been in the NBA for eight years. I mean, fast Shack's the best way. Of, I mean, it was just crazy how well he could move for how and huge he, could, he was. He could get up, man. Yeah. He, that guy. I mean, I was, loved. It was a weird thing too because I loved Shaq until he when he was on the Magic. Then when he went to the Lakers, I hated the Lakers. Right. Like, yeah. Sure. So who could I was love like, the Lakers? I can't Sick do this. Freaks. It's tough to love the Lakers, Sick even today. Freaks, even I, I today, even yeah. today, I hate the Lakers. I, I mean, man, I watch like you know footage of Magic Johnson, Kareem Lakers, and that's fun to watch. I respect them. Yeah, but I respect them, but yeah, it's tough to like the Lakers Ugh. ever at, at this point. I think. God, man, when I would see, there were always a few kids in class who would be Kobe fans, Ugh. even yeah. after, even like in two thousand, you know, like. They won. They beat us to the finals, and then they won. They beat like and no, like that was the finals because it was just a weak Pacers team that they had to take down, and like, and we were like, oh my god, we're gonna eat them alive, and then we couldn't get there. Then the Lakers win, and then man, all the Lakers fans, the bandwagon Lakers yeah. fans in Portland, god. it was just heartbreaking. Oh my god, it was heartbreaking. And then the fact that they just kept winning championships, it was yeah. so depressing. And then the bla- the jailblazer thing happened. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so let's launch into the jailblazer. Okay, all right. Okay, and this also starts some of my personal stories. Yes, perfect. Okay, so I love Damon Stoudemire because um, my friend John Galmich lived five houses down from him. Whoa, um, John did his dad did pretty. Yeah, well. he did pretty okay. well. Okay, that's I'm what I was going to ask. Pretty well, yeah. <laughs> He's living five doors down from Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, and uh, Damon Stoudemire, like we uh, would sneak, we would like he had a huge backyard with a basketball court and like tons of stuff, and like we as children, we would tell me you snuck into we Damon full court, Stoudemire's full court, right? Full court basketball full court. court. We would sneak. We snuck back there. Whoa. So this was back when I was in like fifth grade and like because like uh, fourth fifth grade like Damon had been around for a little while um, and uh, he came in like ninety six or ninety seven or something like that and then uh, he caught us once and Whoa. he caught us playing in the back and he um, he just went like you kids <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing and we were like. Sorry, we we were like, sorry, Mr. Stoudemire, like we just wanted, to, we were just playing, and he was like, it's all right, and then he just like, <laughs> and then he just went back inside. He just laughed and went back inside. That's great. Oh my god. Well, I I've always been a big fan of Damon Stoudemire's game. Like he played for Arizona, right? He was so, part yeah. of like that big Arizona um, in college, and he was always just like such a cool, like shifty point guard. Yes. who um he could pass he like in the mold of Jason Kidd yeah he, he was really pass. fun he was yeah, so fun a lot watch. of fun he was just so tiny um but it's also funny that in uh, now that I I went through all those links I jogged some of my memories Damon Stoudemire has been arrested for weed so many times so this is what kind of <laughs> gets me into the whole <laughs> jailblazers thing is that <laughs> so here I am loving Damon Stoudemire and then like yeah, he and she'd get caught in a in a yellow Hummer smoking weed after a <laughs> Sonics game. Yeah. And then uh and then like he also bless his heart, he tried to get through airport security with an ounce of weed wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> oh. oh man. 
bless his little mighty mouse tattoo Aluminum heart. foil. It, like, it just immediately was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, whoa, what's that? Oh, man. Oh, oh man. I missed. I, I messed up. Oops, wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, Oops, yeah. should have used Saran Which is, I mean, it, like, we can look back on that and realize, like, how, who cares? If, like, yeah, of there's course. a big, I, I'm matter. sure at the time it was like, oh, I probably even remember, like, hearing about it and be like, oh my God, that's so dumb. What a terrible thing to do. And now it's just like, as when? an adult, it's like, who cares? Well, I mean, it's still a dumb it, thing to do. Well, that's but a dumb only thing, because the like, aluminum foil. Yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, like, it's really crazy. Cares? Like, weed is legal in Oregon now, but my gosh, how much... I mean, there definitely... It, it Looking back, there had to be some sort of, like... I mean, it's it's a pride thing with, you know, you're a blazer. Like, that means something in Portland. But the way the blazers were attacked for weed, like, the anti-marijuana blazers thing. I mean, there had to be some racism involved. And like, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like, there had, like, cause you know, in, in the West coast, there's all sorts of white people smoking pot. Everywhere. I mean, like it was yeah. just the way they went after them about that stuff was crazy. And I don't, I didn't understand it until now, you know, having, you know, smoked and yeah. like, and looked back. <laughs> like, now we have all, everyone at this table yeah. actually has smoked. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, having done that and now I recognize, you know, <laughs> like their benefits even. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just crazy. And, but they made such mistakes like, like Quintel Woods. Um, he got pulled over, window rolls down, pot smoke, just no. polar, pol- like just, just flies out of the car and then he doesn't have an ID on him. And so he gives the cop his rookie card. Oh my God. He had a rookie basketball card and not his driver's license as an id he's like here you go here's my id officer Dude, that's a pretty ball i mean it's man. not wrong it is a version of identification maybe not legally <laughs> but like this is me but i'm on like, a real car it was done in a in the cocky way not oh, the hum- God, not, not like, the humble way yeah, yeah it was yeah. like it was done in the like you're not gonna touch me right yeah, like, yeah. i'm a blazer also you can keep that yeah <laughs> he also got caught um he had personalized blazers uh, pipes, <laughs> weed pipes. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty cool. Man. It was. It's really cool. <laughs> it had the pinwheel on the end. Oh like, man, they were like pipes. Oh, you should give one of these. How do and, you? Yeah. They sell them now, but like, yeah, it's so funny. Like, but how seeing, do you get an authentic? Seeing the one, Woods, yeah, yeah, the Quintel Woods <laughs> one, and and it's just like, man, at that t- at that point, it's just like such awful evidence yeah i mean that's oh in god like, yeah you might as well point an arrow right at but you yeah face. like reuben patterson like you know was like assaulting people like i mean there's just like it was right reuben patterson went to cincinnati yeah and, uh, um, oh really yeah he was a university of cincinnati player and he left early to go to the prison he obviously had all sorts of problems man uh, yeah yeah oh, gosh and then like uh who else was on that team jr Ryder also who was also um Man, that guy was really great for a while. There. What a like great player! And then I remember coming home from a Blazer game and with my dad, and uh, all of a sudden this huge, uh, this huge black uh, Humvee just to- like screeches past us on the freeway and cuts my dad off. And my dad had to be like, "Whoa!" Oh, no. And then the license plate said JR on it. Oh my it god! It was JR Ryder going home from the game. <laughs> no. 
Oh man, he that's totally. Nuts. My dad was like, "Oh my god!" Wait, gosh. you guys were at the game? We were get coming home oh from the game. Oh my god! And he—that's never. I can't believe that happened. What did he do? Sprint out of the locker room? He must have just bolted. I have no clue how it is that he let. Well, he was also just speeding so fast on the freeway that, like, I don't know how many minutes it took, but like, yeah, probably took us a while to get to the some, car yeah. and then get out of parking. But man, it was so funny. Like, I was my dad was like, "Wait, Jr." Is that J.R. Ryder? And then oh, we were talking about the game, and like you're like, man, J.R. Ryder just was a total jerk on the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a real jerk. Well, um, is that, so your dad was a big fan. Is he still a big dad. fan? Dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm a bigger fan now. My dad is still a fan, but like, he's definitely, I think, felt like he's put in the work to where now, like, he'll just wait until the Blazers are like in the finals when he right. really starts carrying again. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. funny how dads are like that, yeah. where they like just slowly over time, they kind of stop sweating the details. Exactly. They, they you can kind of care less about the regular season. Yeah. I mean, and I do find myself doing that slowly, like at a, at a snail's pace, getting to that point where I'm just like, I have earned being, like just oh, yeah. not watching this game today because yeah. we're losing. We're losing. I don't right. have to watch every single game to the end. We're losing so badly. I'm just gonna like do other things. It's, it's true. Fine. It's I'll just have it on check the background. Yeah. And even though as a kid and watching your dad or your mom or whoever do that, like, uh, we're losing. I'm turning this game off. And it's like, no, that's not the way to do it. You have to yeah. watch every single game all the way through. And then you just start to get like, I'll just have it on the background. Yeah, uh it's exactly. it's, yeah. it's a well, I do my right taxes now. or whatever. Exactly. I'll adult. I'll do my yeah. adult things right now. Um I can put I it on mute myself. a little more than it used to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just kind of yeah. let, it, let it play out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice, yeah. So, um, also in middle school, there were two huge other Blazer things that happened in that time. One was Jermaine O'Neal. Um, he was like, he, he was drafted right out of high school. So, he was a young guy. Never really got much playing time on the Blazers. And then when he traded to, was traded to the, the Pacers, became an all-star. Right. Huge player. Um, he uh, he lived. I lived on a hill, right? I lived at the bottom of a hill, and it was one of those hills where the higher up on the hill you go, the richer people get. Like so, yeah. Very clear class distinction. On yeah, hills <laughs> in the solid middle class at the bottom of the hill. Upper upper middle class towards the end, and then and then like rich at the top. Yeah, then one rich house on yeah. the hill. Jermaine O'Neal, rookie contract. He's staying in an upper middle class house up the hill. Okay. On Bull Mountain, which is also where Brian Grant lived, like a bunch of Blazers just like cashed in on Bill Bull Mountain. Like <laughs> Bull Mountain and Tiger. And, it like, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, Bull Mountain is cool. Uh cool. No, I live for, up on Bull Mountain. Yeah, yeah. I'm over on Bull Mountain. Yeah. Uh, I'm my I, Hummer yeah. up to Bull Mountain. I'm oh. at the bottom of Bull Mountain. Um so uh every year I went to a Catholic school. And I, we would have to sell wreaths and poinsettias, um, poinsettias, uh, like door to door to like try and raise money for our school. So I had kind of learned. I was like, I'm gonna go up the hill and try and sell up the hill. Oh yeah, and then work my way down for Halloween candy. I, I was gonna say, I hope you yeah. also trick or treat. Yeah, that we way always, as well. yeah, we yeah. know. Yeah, we're yeah. like exactly. Yeah. I went to the big the candy bars and I was like, maybe we'll get some wreaths. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, it was. It was I was just there just a few weeks ago, back at the end of October. Yeah. Now I need to go they'll see recognize if get some uh, get yeah. some reads. So I went out there, and then I uh, I go to a house. I 
I knew it was Jermaine O'Neal's house. Um, and <laughs> I was like, all right, let's see what happens here. I knock on the door. This guy answers the door. It's not Jermaine O'Neal. And Dang. Uh, Dang I'm, it. I know, but I'm like, uh, and it's funny how you're going to see how similar this is to the Damon Stadmeyer situation. This guy is like, hey, how's it going? Uh, and I was like, hey, um, I'm selling uh, Rees and poinsettias. <laughs> uh, and I was wondering if you guys want any. And then uh, he goes, hey, Jermaine. And then you hear Jermaine go, yeah. And he goes, someone's selling Rees. You want any Rees? Poinsettias? <laughs> 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 Which are like, you know, the a holiday plant. Oh, what, uh, a flower. <laughs> and, uh, what a wild question to be this asked. So while you're just sitting in your yeah. living room. And then, and then Jermaine go, O'Neill goes, Zach, is it a kid? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he asked because that's an important detail, and yeah. I'm upset that it wasn't given to him right yeah, away. Yeah, but some sort of Willie Loman character. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wouldn't want to necessarily buy it. Please come on, <laughs> just buy some reese. My wife and kids at home. Right, so like, <laughs> he goes, "Is it a kid?" And then the guy's like, "Yeah." Um, and then, uh, and then uh, like, there's a little <laughs> bit of a beat, and then Jermaine goes, "Yeah, buy one of everything, man." And <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Jermaine, man. And wait, how old were you? He was, I was like seventh grade. He was like second year, third year player. So he's like oh 19, 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. 21, 19, maybe. 20. And, like, uh, and then the dude's like, all right. And then just buys like one of everything. And it like just like it was incredible. Man. Like, what a seller of what the year. The story for years that you have is incredible. It was awesome. And like Did he so you only heard him as a disembodied voice. I saw like uh I I did when I was leaving, he popped his head over and he was like, "Take it easy." Like, <gasps> and, like it was just just a head and a wave and I was like, "Thank you, Jermaine." Like, oh my Thank god. You. Thank so you. Cute. I love you, Jermaine. Uh and uh, yeah, so I forever loved him. It was yeah, so, like, oh, hell yeah, it's just <laughs> one of everything, so Jermaine. Yeah, okay. And so the other thing that happened in middle school is I went, I started going to the school, St. Anthony's um, in Tigard, and uh, I got a huge crush on this girl, Kristen Lucas. She's already got a little bit of a boyfriend, Eric Selby. Um, I, uh, but that Dang. doesn't keep me from doing what I usually do, which is do little secret admirer things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was your tag. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were a secret admirer. I would like, yeah. I'd be like, I got to express my love in some way. Yeah. So I'd leave a little secret. <laughs> I never had, I never or, had oh, the, the chutzpah. Though. I would do it. And then I would end admirer. the year. I would, I, at the end of the year, I went, I was your secret and, uh, oh my God. and it was a huge for me to tell people, but then I'd run away and nothing ever would come oh of it. Oh, my God. So, but Kristen Lucas, uh, she was the daughter of Maurice Lucas, who is one of the championship winning Blazers. And he is like just one of the most beloved Blazers of all time. He was like one of the first enforcer type uh, basketball players. Oh. And like he, he was kind of like, Bill Walton's like, and the whole team's like bodyguard. And the one of the clips I sent you guys um, is just, uh, it was the Blazers versus the Sixers in the 1977 championship. The Sixers were supposed to win. This is like a Dr. J team. And um, the Blazers had just kind of like snuck their way into the finals. And there was this moment in game, I think it was game two, where... Um, one of the centers just kind of takes down one of the Sixers takes down another blazer and uh, the, a scuffle starts. And then um, that 
that player like all of a sudden gets popped in the side of the head and it's Maurice Lucas. And then you see them every, they both just take classic boxer stances. Yes. Like this is back when you'd see us in the NBA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Classic, yeah, yeah. Like here we go. Here we go. Now we're, now we're fighting and you in like, it just took people fighting. But he was just such a, he like scared the tar out of the Sixers and they, Intimate, and he really successfully intimidated them to where not only did they not like try any more like crap, but they just weren't the same team for the rest of that series. Oh yeah, and then he, they won the championship. Like, so he owned them. He, so he owned them. Yeah. He like he got into their heads in a wow. way that like psychologically just messed with them, and it's he just was like, I'm not afraid to go after every single one of you. Oh, and, like, that's so dude, badass. It was I love awesome. That. Super badass. Beautiful, wonderful daughter. Uh, <laughs> like, and Kristen, to this day, I, I think I, I haven't talked to her in like 15 years, but we were like <laughs> Facebook friends, and she just seems like she's led a really cool life and been very cool. That's great. Um, and uh, she was always awesome. And like, uh, we never went out or anything, but we became good friends um, for and sometimes the rest of middle school. And sometimes that's, you know, more rewarding than absolutely a romance that's a lifetime that's yeah. what i've always said chris yeah. and i became like you know uh we would like call each other on the phone and just talk to each other like type of friends oh nice. yeah it was nice. That's you know? nice yeah it was good um and uh but and then her dad came and you know punched him because you. he was like the nicest guy like he would you know and he would like come to pick up kristen from school or whatever like um i remember i didn't really know who he was until my dad was like of all time and I was like, yeah, don't, don't look now don't look yeah now. my dad would be like hey how's it going Maurice like, 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 like everyone was just like oh my God. sir yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. hey uh, Mr. Lucas good uh, to see you okay you know just like forever indebted to yeah. you and your services um there's just another example of just how like the blazer just so entrenched in my life in every single aspect and um uh so the jailblazer stuff goes down and then another reason that I was even thinking about talking about just this guy, but like the whole reason that we got out of the Jailblazers era was Brandon Roy. And I owe him I owe him my return to being a Blazer fan. And I might just start crying right now. Like that like oh, hey, we like, all have that one player. Please yes, go for it. This is great. I love it. The Blazers like were awful and then he showed up and then there was like a moment where like so Zach this was before Zach Randolph became like a like he really worked a lot of stuff out and he became like a really beloved player in Memphis and like, uh, seems like a really like great guy and stuff. But like when he was on the Blazers, he was like, uh, awful. And like he was, was the Blazers his first team? Did yes. They drafted. Zachary. Yeah. Okay. And he was, um, it, it was, it was just like, but he was also brought into a bad culture to begin with. So there was no one there to teach him anything. And so it was just like, everything was just running loosey goosey. And like, I remember going to one basketball game in high school and it made me so sad just to see that this is the state of the Portland trailblazers. Like it was just like, didn't seem like anyone cared. Like, um, it just like, it, it almost looked like they were just playing like a street ball game that they already knew they were going to lose. So they're just trying like under the leg stuff. And like, oh, yeah. man, it was just Some like, highlight reel. So now that they're also a bad basketball team, it's the Jailblazer era. The worst they had the worst meltdown ever. I mean, it's just like so shitty to be a basketball fan. And then and then Brandon Roy, he shows up. He leads the Blazers on this surprise thirteen game winning streak where they're supposed to be a terrible team and they just like win. And I was in college and I started hearing about it like five games in. 
And that's when I started looking at like, wait, the Blazers are, what are they doing? And then like, and I had sworn off the Blazers. I was done. Whoa. I was, I, the, it had gotten so bad that I was like, I can't be a fan of this until they turn it around or like, you know what I mean? You, you're boycotting your yeah. own organization, yeah, something you yeah. love until something good happens until it looks like they figured it out. And then this like winning streak. And it's like, this is crazy because like, it's a very common tale that this winning streak brought a fan back to the Blazers. Like it brought thousands of Portland Blazers fans who had sworn off the Blazers out of protest back to the team. And like, and so this winning streak happens. And then I think they just finished like 41 and 41 that year. But like all of a sudden, like Brandon Roy, who was incredible to watch the way he could like snake through things. The guy just had incredible ball control. And like, um, he was just fascinating to watch. And like, even Kobe, like Kobe Bryant was like, he's the hardest person to defend or, uh, who was it? Ron Artest said that Brandon Roy was the hardest person to defend in the league. Like, he was getting like all the other players respected the shit out of him. Sure. What kind of game did did Roy have? I don't really know. Brandon he could Roy, hit like, like who's he a comp to? Like who's a comp of him? He could hit. Uh, oh, who's a comp? Well, he had insane like uh, dribbling skills, like crossovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. He could. He would take. He could t- hit shots from anywhere on the court. Like he would hit huge threes. He would hit jumpers, and then he would do insane like acrobatics around the hoop and they would go in right he's just one of those players who you just as you watch him you're like i believe you can take any shot and it could go in yeah he's just one of those guys who just convince you of that and then also the way he conducted himself off the court which was just yeah just like by being like the blazers are he like led the blazers are back like he was like the blazers are back baby and we were like okay brandon like whatever you said Like, what a dream uh, one athlete to have on your team as a fan, but also like a dream situation for a player to be in, to be like, hey, guys, I'm going to lead. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. actually yeah. De- and then deliver. And being good and yeah. being able to do it. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and so then we got, um, I think it was like the same year that we got LaMarcus Aldridge. And we got like, uh, we got LaMarcus Aldridge, Brandon Roy. And then we, that like year we won the cards and we drafted Greg Odin. So like, Oh yeah. So the Blazers have this great winning streak. Brandon Roy is being super uh, positive and getting us all back there. Then we win the draft and we get Greg Odin, who's supposed to be the second coming. And we already know LaMarcus Aldridge is like on his way to being an incredible. We are like, Oh my gosh. All of a sudden we have a potential dynasty team on our hands. Like if this comes together, this will be insane. But that never came together because Brandon Roy started getting injured and he had already been injured in college and he had already had a meniscus operation and now he needs another one. And then like he, Oh man. And then Greg Odin, like he doesn't even get to play his first year or whatever. And then he comes in for a little while and then like his knee falls off during another game, like during a game. Like poor guy. It was, it was, crazy how things just weren't working out exactly right and you could see though in like 2009 um they won like 54 games and then they lost to the rockets in the first round and they got like stopped and 
uh, I watched that whole series in a bar in Brooklyn, um, like at midnight because it was like West Coast, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. West Coast, yeah. and yeah. it was heartbreaking to watch. But you were like, man, they don't even have Greg Oden right now. Like, and you you could just see you. I don't know. You was still just like, maybe this could all still work out. Like, you still had hopes, and then, uh, and then it just like he just got injured again and then he was just gone more and more and then they just had to cut Brandon Roy like oh, there was the there was a player strike remember when that there was a shortened season yeah yeah and so when they redid the contracts they're allowed to every team was allowed to cut one giant contract without any. oh really I didn't yeah. know that about that strike. they were all allowed to like do that like oh and they had to cut Roy they no cut Roy. that's so heartbreaking that's rough and uh I mean, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I think that was 2011 or something like that. But it was like, it was, it had become this team of perpetual hope of like, oh, if everything, but then everything falls into place and no one gets injured. And then, but then Greg Oden was gone. And then it was like team situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, and then slowly LaMarcus Aldridge just goes from, you're going to be the third option to you're the first option. And yeah. He became really good. And then like Andre Miller was still there. Like the team, then it became a Blazers team again, <laughs> but then we got Damian Lillard. So like things, there's always been like hope. He's kind of like Brandon Roy in that he has been, he showed up and he was like, I'm all in on Portland. He's also from the East Bay, like your girl. And, and he, and yeah. that's what, another thing I He's love, like is that, I love watching Warriors games because, like, he loves putting on a show in Oakland. Yeah, he does. And so he it's really, always really usually does. a really good game. Yeah, yeah man. That's true. I've watched many of those games. Yeah, Blazers Warrior games are Warriors games are usually really fun Especially, because yeah. he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my family's here. And exactly. I, yeah. I love it when, like, yeah. I, I don't think I I don't know if I would be a player who would do well in front of my family. I would cr- I would crumble. I, I think <laughs> I would. Yeah. There's absolutely. If my dad was there, my brother was there, <laughs> yeah. and his sister, mom. So I'm I would so crumble. impressed when a player like yeah. averages like 30 points in front of their moms i'm like yeah. how do you do that yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely that in true. front of their like old high school coach and yeah shit. Like, exactly. i guess i never really thought about that i just thought that they're just like so inspired but really it's like the pressure oh the my pressure god is so high <laughs> yeah i'd rather Aww. be playing you know in friggin detroit or something Yeah, exactly no one knows me here i'm I free think, to be uh, myself I, I, another another key thing where i was like oh man damon's taking it to another level was he had like at a blazer game he had like little john as a guest or something and uh and as an official guest like yeah the official guest you know uh he like he was there and um and dame had an incredible game and like at one point after like a fourth three he just like looks over a little john and then just like keeps going and you're like man dude that's great that's another great thing about just nba basketball is like yeah, yeah you yeah. can hit a shot and then just kind of like look at jack nicholson and be like oh yeah hey, point up, to your jack? like guess <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your, your point to your plus guess. one yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah man um yeah god it's it's great it's great that there gets to be a little bit of interaction to the point where it's like it can mean a lot just looks can mean so yeah. much well no, it's like the true. the whole the kevin durant and rihanna remember that oh yeah oh, that was great god, was that last that year that was so great that was awesome no it's two, two years ago two years ago that was so was cool like two years ago that was awesome man, man. to even look at anyone in the crowd and like know where to look yeah. i'm already impressed by that but <laughs> yeah. also yeah. to like do yeah. it during a game and be like 
Yeah, Rihanna's, and also Rihanna's like it's Rihanna. Like yeah. it's not just like an old best. Like it's not like Steph and Reggie Miller where they're just always constantly like, "Yo, oh, what's yeah. up?" Yeah. This is like Rihanna. This is yeah. a huge level celebrity. Well, that was similar, and I will say I'll keep this story quick. We were at me and Ashley were at the Dodgers game um, a few days ago, nice. and Jennifer Lopez was sitting J-Lo. in the owner seat. Wow! And it's funny when you think about like you know everyone's we're all we've all been around like a celebrity here and there in our sure. lives, but she's a special one. But My when God, there's a special elite. celebrity there, yeah. it's yeah, like Jennifer Lopez is like beyond a no, celebrity. I, I gotta if I hear she's near, I gotta go see. Yeah, what that looks and like. I was looking. We were and pretty much all eyes on her as a, a little tiny ant the entire ones. time. And we are yeah. baseball fans. We're not like just sitting there. And the Giants, my team, are playing the Dodgers. Yeah. This is like my favorite series, a uh, series that I like. I'm, I'm like foaming at the mouth for, but I still was like, okay, a foul ball's hit in the like back, mm-hmm. straight back. That better not hit J Lo. Yeah, you know, someone <laughs> better protect J Lo. Can you imagine or, if she got hit by a baseball in a game? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, I, would, and, I would sue baseball for it. And her. like the, she's <laughs> sitting like right behind uh, the batter circle where like the the player oh, who's on deck shit. is warming up, oh, and man. like all those nerdy baseball players, like Rich Hill, is so kind of like Rich Hill, that precious swings, little angel, oh do his practice swings in, in front, front of, of fucking yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Like everyone, That's I awesome. was nervous. I was nervous for all those clowns. Every That's single insane. person that had to be up there, like. Yasiel Puig. I was nervous for him because yeah. I'm like, well, I know you're shaking it. in your boots. Yeah, I know. He probably did love it. But at, at a point, I was just like, you, uh, you're you swinging a bat in front of Jennifer Lopez. Automatically, yeah. you're not looking great. Like she I know she knows what she's getting into, but you're in a pajama outfit yeah. swinging a bat. You're already not looking great in front of Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wait. And baseball is the light of my life. So did she go out with A-Rod? <laughs> She's she still does dating, yeah. and he was doing oh. Sunday night baseball as a Sunday night baseball game, oh. so that's why she was there. But Man. still, she was like visible. She wasn't like in a box. She was like in yeah. the very front row. She's out. She's waving the whole time. Yeah. it rolled. It rolled. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, well, when like, she left, no, she was on her phone even, the entire time. Yeah, even like this is the Dodgers, and celebrities are always there. But like when she left. But like, like Bateman level inning. celebrities. Yeah, ba- yeah Jason yeah. Bateman. <laughs> no offense, Jason Bateman, but you're a level celebrity. Um, but like when she left in like the seventh inning or whatever, a roar from the crowd. Like, oh my God. And Every, then she turns around and waves at literally everyone. Literally everyone in the park, like including us in the upper deck, was just watching her the entire time. Just oh, yeah. like see what yeah. she's doing. This she's is like so, such a weird yeah. thing to have. And all that's to say, uh, baseball is one thing. Like, obviously, that doesn't really happen in football, I guess. But like in baseball, that's th- that's the most it can happen. But in basketball, that happens all the time. Constantly. With huge celebrities all the time. And that's why yeah, people dress so. up way more for a basketball game than any other sporting event. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. People are wearing heels constantly. No, it's a total. Well, it's indoors. There are, it's it's indoors. indoors. They're celebs. There you, is, can be, uh, you can be caught on camera for something. It's just, yeah. There's never, like, the, man, the celebs at Portland games are always so <laughs> sad. Uh, but, like, you, I mean, what's it's also kind of nice because, like, like at a Portland game, the camera will go upon, like, Fred Armisen and Carrie Bradstein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, hey! Yeah. Like, everyone's like, do you, you want to hang out after? Yeah, okay, right, let's cool. do it. But, well, Zach, before you leave, we're going to do a real quick game of, uh, sports, sports, root it or boo it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So what's gonna happen <laughs> here is me and Ashley are going to say five sports things, and 
you need to either root it, meaning that's good, or boo it, meaning that's bad. Okay. Feel free to qualify all you want, but at the end, you have to just say root it or boo it. Okay, got it. Cool. Okay, so first one, three-person commentating teams as opposed to two-person commentating teams. Oh, oh man. And we'll stick to just basketball for this one, but uh, if oh, okay, you have other... It. Yeah. Oh. Boo it boo for it. basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think I think it's a two too man team. You can work a really great rhythm and like then you can have a funny guy and you can have your color guy and then your play by play guy and or woman, uh, you know. Sure, it can yeah, be anybody. Yeah. And Doris Burke like, is Doris, probably Doris Burke is NBA, fantastic. Doing uh, exactly what she should have been do- doing all along. Exactly. Yeah. Doris yeah. Burke is fantastic. Okay. Next thing. Brands on jerseys. Oof. Boo. Yeah, it's tough to defend. I mean, like, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, it fine, is happening. But like, hopefully, there'll be funny brands. But like, you know, like a dishwasher or something. Like Maytag would be funny. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> I would love Maytag. Maytag <laughs> lovers. <laughs> is, I would think Maytag <laughs> might actually happen. I'm I'm surprised it's it hasn't cute. infiltrated American sports more. Um, honestly, I don't mind it as much as I mind the like in-game commercials that have been popping up recently, oh, where they say like. It happens in baseball all the time, which Constantly. makes oh, sense because it's it slow. Constantly. But this is a new thing where it's just like, okay, let's pause for 10 seconds to uh, hear this message from... It's, Bud Light. Yeah, Bud yeah. Light or yeah. whatever it is. And well, it's stupid. Is dilly dilly I mean, for 30 for seconds. One of the longest times like the where the Blazers play, it was called the Rose Garden. And they had been trying to sell it to a brand for a really long time, but nobody... No and takers. so but it, that was nice for us like it's so nice saying like we're going to the rose garden yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful thing it was beautiful yeah. back you yeah. know and there's td bank north and blah 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 but then like moda health bought it and now it's the moda health center and but now you call it the moda center and moda is almost a word that you don't really understand no so that's it, true it's it not a brand we recognize it has so. become like i still call it the rose garden but even when i just see moda center over and over it's it has just kind of glazed over in, in a way that i'm like oh it's all right right yeah right. Okay, number three, rooted or boo it, the Detroit Pistons bad boys of the late 80s and early 90s. I mean, I got to boo it because they beat the Blazers in the finals. In the 1990 finals, it was the Blazers and the bad boy Pistons. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes total sense. Homer I have wise. to boo it. I do I uh, do I root it in terms of I'm I'm glad that that kind of thing happened in this world. Yes. See, that's the that's yeah, the see, real question. So, that's the real question. Yeah, and that's yeah. the tough that's the tough question about it because I knew obviously that um you had beaten them, but it He's feels like for you, uh, so. of like yeah <laughs> of NBA like generations. Yeah, is it great? the bad yeah. boys are like so singular in that they they were fun. They were like essential to that Bulls, yeah, uh, Lakers, and then I guess maybe Celtics were still oh, yeah. hanging on at that point. But they were like an essential part of that transition. Well, also, Robin was on that team, and like I mean, like it, there's just so yeah. many stories that have sprung from them that has everything to do with basketball. Like Isaiah Thomas not being allowed to be on the Olympic I mean, game because yeah. all the players it's hated him. Beautiful oh, on the Olympic yeah. on the dream team. Like yeah. he was the only one that MJ was like, you keep him off the team. I won't play if and, like, Isaiah Thomas plays. It's just because he's too much a bad boy. Yeah, and like uh, he's too much a bad boy to be allowed in the Olympics. That's Olympic. so yeah. exciting. And yeah, so I gotta you know I gotta love love that kind of, I mean that 30 for 30 is just like the best thing ever that was yeah. one of the great ones yeah I couldn't Top really it was hard so to watch is this an official it. boo it or is it an official root yeah, I mean it's still an official boo it just because of my yeah. blood no you got that you. makes sense yeah yeah yeah. your hometown it. would probably be a little upset 
um, if you did root it. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. This is for Portland. Um, okay, root it or boo it. Tickets on your phone. Um, root it. Root it. Totally root it. The fact that I have to often print my ticket is a huge stress. Ultimately, I think what would be cool is if there was like a will call thing where you could scan your phone and then get two real tickets. That Thank would be you. Yes, that is so exactly, much faster. Be- that is exactly. way better. Yes. I I've, See, I just hate people fiddling with their phones and like, okay, we got to like, yeah. turn the, like turn no the one thing is prepared. Up. Yeah, if you have a ticket, I I also hate like printing it out and the stress of like remembering that. But I also don't want the like a stable. I want but the ticket. I want exactly. the ticket, the yeah. original ticket with glossy the and like perforated little things on it. Yeah, oh, beautiful man. thing. We still want it. And it's on the back, keep. it's like a Subway uh, or a, a Burger dollar King. Off a, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dollar uh, off an ice cream cone or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I that's exactly. what There should be some a sort bunch of kiosk. kiosk. Yeah, you bring your thing up, and then like your ticket prints out, and then you can go in. Three booets, one rooted, and this is the final one. And it's a long one. It's a long one? <laughs> rooted or booet? It. Okay. Sports? In 1972. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 1972, the Munich Olympics. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, number five, sports bars where there's a game on that you don't care about, but oh, it's yeah. not too crowded, and no one is making too much noise, but definitely some noise. So you're at a sports <laughs> bar. Now, this is a situation. I only say this because it's a situation I'm in all the time. Constantly. Yeah. So Wait, it's sports bar. at bars. the public house. Okay, you're at the... Okay, it's yeah. All right. <laughs> there's a game there's on. There's a game on that you don't really care really about. Care. But it's worth watching. Like, you want to watch? Like you, it's a Western Conference team. So there is... Okay, so there's stakes involved Relevancy, even for your yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. kind of, yeah, Got second it. or third degree stakes. But Got it's it. like Got the it. middle of the season. It's so right. like the bar's not too crowded. Okay, no one's making too much noise, but it is like a lot of noise. So it's not like you're just watching at home. All right, gotcha. So you're at a bar in LA. It's a there's a Lakers game on. Half the people care because that's Los Angeles. But it's like towards the end of the season, and the Lakers are actually good this season decent this year yeah. so it matters shit this is a really good so, question <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes sense okay i want to say ultimately root it because um i mean you know that's kind of what you sign up for going for to a bar and In the sports bar specifically ex- so. exactly but also i mean yeah it's like a bunch of people who are psyched about something it, like the only time that flips is when they start becoming obnoxious. Right. And I think there is a point in every sports bar where it's like, there's too many people here. I don't, I'm not yeah. enjoying this anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if there's like some people enjoying the game and like really invested in it, it's great. But then it's like a tipping point. Yeah. Then it'll become like, oh, it's no longer a bar for me. It's yeah, a bar for exactly. the people who are. Yeah. And also, but even your own, you can be at like a Reds or a Warriors, like, sports bar and be surrounded by obnoxious fans even of your own team absolutely and be like, i gotta get out of here like i at the clippers blazers game the other day i met a couple blazers fans and i was like ashamed to be a blazer i was like oh man these guys are wasted and like yes. it was ba- it was just like oh, crap like it was tough to and that's worse i think i think yeah. that's the scenario worse. that's worse than yeah. if you're in a, a like a rival places bar yeah um, and 
Yeah, because you know what you're getting into when yeah, you do that. You've signed up for that. Yeah. But like when you sign, you don't, don't you never sign up for yeah, yeah. someone that's going to embarrass you. Yeah. Yeah. I, hate I did that in New York. Uh, I stopped going to my favorite bar, my favorite San Francisco bar to uh, I, I couldn't watch a Niner game anymore. Wow. Because they were also obnoxious. It's yeah. always important to remember that every fan base has good fans and yeah. bad fans. No, it's true. Even the Dodgers. It's even true. the Dodgers. Even, even the, the Cardinals. Even though they're all trash true. people. Yeah. They're even still though, nice. Yeah. Well, I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. Nice. I hate them <laughs> with everything in me. I was raised this way. But well, Zach, thanks nice. so much for being Thank you so much for having sports me. Yes, sports. thank you. Honestly, uh, it's just like a therapy session being able to talk about something that you really only talk to yourself about yeah that's a secret it's goal it's great that's yeah so that much. is the secret goal yeah. of this because no one wants to oh, ashley's sick of hearing me talk about sports cincinnati sports you'll never you guys be. are gonna spend the Double rest of your life my talking mouth. about sports <laughs> um well this has been great uh, zach um is there uh, anything that you want to uh tell people about maybe yeah, your twitter um, handle or your instagram yeah, what account? are you working on what's uh, happening yeah what's happening twitter at z poitras instagram um uh, just you know stay uh, stay tuned uh, uh follow the blazers at, at blazers.com uh, <laughs> yeah great twitter <laughs> trailblazers uh, blazers edge that's my favorite blazers blog oh um, that's cool yeah blazers oh, edge. that's important we should ask that question um <laughs> yeah that's yeah and then reddit rip city um oh we didn't even talk about how Ripsy is an awesome name for Rip City uh, rules so hard, and I'm jealous. Cool I'm very jealous of that. Bill Shinley, yeah. our first announcer, he just started yelling Rip City when yeah, it was kind of like randomly, thing, yeah, right? and that's, randomly. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's isn't that the announcer's dream? It's tight. That, yeah. Like, yeah, it's now yeah. on the jerseys. Rip City's now on. My yeah, God. that's you the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, now he sells like uh, washing machines and stuff on commercials because he's still a trusted Portland voice. So it's like Bill Shonley saying, "Go get a Maytag at this." Does spot. he say Rip City in these commercials? Um, I, he probably or says, is it oh, copyrighted? I mean, still, it, is it? He also has. Well, he also does Blazer stuff still. Okay. And so, okay. like, just little things, and he says Rip City all the time. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad. You got it. Get yes. a tattooed on your forehead. My man. God, Bill. yes, now. Well, Zach, thanks so much. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, Ashley, thank you as always. Yeah, I love you. Uh, guys. Yeah, I love ben, you thank too, you, Zach. Zach. Thank you. All right, goodbye. And now, the Ballad of Home Plate. I'm just a simple bass But different in so many ways I'm harder and flatter I look up at the batter Instead of runners But they still step on my face They say that I am home but never call me on the phone And at the end of the day I get my jollies this way A big fat umpire tickles me when I'm dirty And that makes me horny That's right, I get horny Everything 
gets horny. And yeah, I get horny for other bases. First, third, <laughs> oh yeah, second base. Mm. I love a second base with legs to here and an ass hanging out of its shorts. Only thing better is those dirty little umpires. Sometimes they brush me when I don't need it, but I'll never tell. <laughs> 